0: Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. As the weather gets nicer outside and more things to do becomes available, it's easy to find ourselves being overwhelmed by just looking at our schedules thinking about the things you need to do, places to go, who we need to contact, all of these can pile up to become a source of stress, including the things we typically enjoy doing. Coach Michelle and I sat down this week to talk about how we've taken the lessons learned from the pandemic and attempt to make sure we don't hit the overwhelmed state as our lives continue to get busier and busier. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. It's April which is crazy to think about. I feel like this uh, this year is really flying by. I mean, you know, the fact that we're point past the point of uh, year anniversary from the pandemic, I guess you don't want to call it an anniversary, but <laughs> uh, year removed from the beginning of the pandemic, and now we're into April. It is just crazy to think about how fast the time is flying. I mean, if you look back at this podcast, season two started in December, and where this will be episode 21, I think, uh, or maybe 20, episode 20 or something like that, Um, it's going fast. And as the weather gets nicer outside, I'm also noticing that things are starting to open back up and our lives are getting busier and busier and busier. Sure are. Uh, So today, what I want to discuss is, you know, as things get back to quote-unquote normal, I think our tendency is we go back to where we were with Mm -hmm. our lifestyle and the busyness of our life. And when things get busy, we tend to get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things I'm really keeping in mind is I don't wanna get there. Uh, And that's hard for me right now with the recital coming up in May. Uh, But there are some strategies that I'm incorporating to my life to ensure that I don't get to that overwhelmed phase. Uh, so that's what we want to talk about thinking that that might be some helpful tips in there. Uh, so do, where are you in this process right now?
1: Yeah. So I, I think I'm one of the few people that can look back on the pandemic and really say that I learned a lot and, um, I'm hoping to carry it forward. I don't look back on it really and look at all of the losses. I kind of look at what I gained through that and slowing down really made me realize a lot of things, um, as you were just talking and saying the, the one year anniversary made me think. So last year around this time was when we couldn't have a lot of things even shipped. Mm. So as things became not available to us, and I remember that because it was Gabe's it was around Gabe's birthday. So anything that I tried to order wasn't available. It couldn't come in until like everything that for some reason the date was April 21st. So not only were we um, in quarantine, but we couldn't order things in even or it was going to take a really long time. Uh, you know, so just with everything shutting down, it, it taught me a lot about what's what's necessary, what we really need and um, what we just we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves for different things what to have what to do Mm -hmm. and when all of that was taken away from us we realized we're still okay and we can still find other ways to spend time together Mm -hmm. to do things
0: right so the way i look at it right i think what the pandemic has taught me is it made me realize how much of quote-unquote fluff Mm -hmm. involved in my life right you know what i mean like yeah we do certain things because we are like, oh, this is what we should be doing or this is what it's going to make our kids happy. Mm-hmm. But like you're talking about short term happiness. Yes. I'd rather get to the root of it and root of what makes us joyful in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I think what that's a skill that I've inherited over the course of this pandemic, because we had a lot of time to think and right. all the time to think about like what is it that like, what it's, for me, it's like, what is my calling from God? Like what, what's the, what's the calling that, you know, what's, what's the duty or job that like he has given me to do in this life um, that I can kind of uh, use to, to, to glorify him in, in my life. Um, and there's also in, 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 in like a term, in terms of, you know, if I look at my own happiness, what truly makes me happy, mm-hmm. you know, and there is a, and then the fluff, to me, like, look at the fluff side of things. If the fluff is being used to drive that happiness, I think it's okay. But sometimes you get caught up in the fluff, and the fluff itself becomes empty happiness. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And absolutely. so that's what I've become really good at um, kind of figuring out, like, is this a real happiness or is this a fluff happiness? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just a term that I just made up, but
1: <laughs> I, think I think it is. But that's okay; <laughs> it works.
0: Do, do you get the idea of I'm what I'm talking about? Absolutely, though? yes. Right? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm trying to do is, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, like you have an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. So on Sunday, do you get the notification or your weekly uh, weekly spending time on the on the devices? Blah blah blah. No, I don't. You don't get that. I, so I well, get it every every week. Yeah,
1: I don't look. I don't want to know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, And I'm going to be totally transparent here. So then you can see like during the quarantine, my time was pretty high. And my excuse was, well, I'm using a lot of my phone to do a lot of work because that was the only way I could do work. And so that was okay. But then I also noticed as things started to open up, I was spending a little less time, but also a pretty good chunk of time each day. It was like around four hours. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, this is not good. Like, I don't want to be spending four hours on my phone each day or right. on, on my devices because I do think they are connected. So, like, if I'm using my because I got I got an, an Apple, you know, on, on, uh, what do you call it? MacBook Air and then the I- iMac here in the office. So I think they all kind of combine each other as to like how much time I'm spending on. I don't think it's just the phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some Apple genius would tell me that I am wrong. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, so I was like, okay, so I, because I feel like that's being present in the screen. I don't like that idea. I want to be present in real life. Right. Um, you know, we talked about this, like, uh, this is why I enjoy doing this podcast with you because we get to sit down here, uh, even through the blurred screen. <laughs> right. Uh, we get to have a real conversation with no distraction. Exactly. Right. Right and so i thought to myself all right like i want to eliminate some time from this phone because this is not good for me Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know like we all know phones are bad for you right like it's that's not uh that's not a hard thing to figure out that like phones are distracting but also it's easy to make excuses like oh i need my phone to run my business Mm uh but that's fluff that's that's what i talk about in fluff like that excuse of like i need my phone to run my business yeah i do but is that the most important part of the business that i need to be doing no like advertising and promoting things on social media is important to spread the word but what really makes me happy is being present with the clients or dancers and working with them one-on-one so those are the skills i want to be sharpening and working on or doing instead of posting about it and like advertising things because like sure that drives business but the way I want my business to spread is through word of mouth, right? Especially from this, in this small town area is if people enjoy training to a point where they can't help but to talk about it, mm-hmm. I want that to be the driving force of how the business grows. Right. So, you know, it's not, it's it's a quote unquote fluffy idea that that's what I want, but that's how I envision my business to run. So, what I decided to do recently is I decided to move all devices, my my phone, my Apple watch, outside of the bedroom. So I used to, so this is where I came from. So I used to have my phone right next to my bed stand used it as an alarm. And for the longest time, I used that excuse of my phone's my alarm as to why I needed to <laughs> have my phone in the bedroom. Right. But um, I also like read a whole bunch of articles about how these, you know, signals that the phones are sending are not good for your sleep. And it's disturbing and then, you know, causes disturbance in your brain and blah, blah, blah. And so all that combined, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm gonna buy an old school alarm clock. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I spend a little bit more money to buy an alarm clock, which I can shut off the screen so there's no light coming from the alarm clock. So it just looks like a wooden piece of furniture that's sitting on my bedstand. stand, um, but it's still on. So then it, the alarm goes off at the proper time. Bought that to place in my bedroom, moved all the charging stations out to my kitchen. So my kitchen, our kitchen and the bedrooms right adjacent to each other. And uh, that's where I leave my phone. And I used to be, when I wake up, I used to, be, phone used to be the first thing I grab mm-hmm. uh, to turn it off and then go into the bathroom to do my thing, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but now I don't even touch my phone until right before I leave for work um, or I go downstairs to work out. Um, and, uh, And it's also the phone used to be the last thing I touched at night before I went to bed, right? Because you're like, oh, you know, I'm about to fall asleep. Wait, let me check Facebook one more time. Mm -hmm. You know, how many, how often do we do that? And that five minutes turns into 30 minutes.
1: Right. And you get lost in things. And then it changes your thoughts sometimes depending on what the post is. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. And then
0: you get caught up emotionally, right? Yes. Oh, it's terrible.
1: Or if you wake up in the middle of the night, you you go to check to see what time it is. And then the next thing you know, you're lost
0: that's another thing I noticed, like the, I know you can control the brightness of the screen, mm-hmm. but like if you wake up in the middle of the night to check time, right? Because for the longest time, that was the only clock that I had near me that and plus I'm like practically blind, so I can't see any far. So even the clocks in my bedroom, I couldn't see with my, you know, no contact eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would remember like waking up in the middle of the night, picking up my phone and seeing what time it was and then putting it down and having a hard time falling back asleep. Yes. Because that light really distracts you. And so all that and and also like so removing the phone from the bedroom has also allowed me to put the phone away earlier in the night. And I read at least two or three chapters of the book that I'm reading, which we'll discuss in the future because this is a really good book, too. And uh, before I go to bed. Mm hmm. I notice I fall asleep faster. I wake up way more refreshed than I used to. I feel like I'm ready to tackle the day. And even throughout the day, I touch my phone less and it's showing on the average time I'm down to about three hour Mark, which I cut down one hour just by doing that.
1: Right. You're, you're breaking that habit and and you don't become, it's like an addiction. You become really dependent on it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of pressure out there too. Uh, when you get onto social media, that then once you see what everybody else is doing, what they're posting, what they're saying about their kids, all of those things, then it's really hard to shut your brain off because maybe you're not doing those things. Or maybe now you suddenly feel like you should be or, you know, whatever it is that you get caught up in. Um, and then you're creating more work for yourself when everything before you saw those posts was perfectly fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it comes back to comparison, right? Mm-hmm. It so does. Yeah. So let's pause for a moment. So, you know, like how I like to dig down to the root of things, Mm -hmm. right? Like to me, like, let's say if somebody comes, comes into the room, like crying and sad, right? And then they're like, oh, this happened, blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, like if a client comes in, is like, hey, I'm really struggling with my weight. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like we want to help you in that process. But. At the same time, I want to get to the root of why you got to this phase, or why you think you got to where you are today. Like I want to dig down deep. I think that's like my counseling background. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I like to do. Is I want to get to the root because if you you can you know you can kind of clean up what's on the surface, but if unless you deal with what's at the root it doesn't change. So it might be a behavior pattern, or it might be a learned behavior pattern, or it might be a coping mechanism, or it might be a fear-driven action that has led you to where you are today. So I always like to dig down all the way to the root. I think in terms of social media, like some of the the urgency that we have to look at social media is number one, you don't want to miss out, right? Mm-hmm. FOMO, fear of missing out. Right. And then once you start scrolling, you start to compare um mm-hmm. uh, when you start to compare usually it's fear driven that like oh maybe as a parent you're not doing enough or maybe like there's there's a parts you know people's post that hits at your insecurities which i've been guilty of doing that i've been guilty of looking at like some other fitness professionals and things saying to myself like what, why are they successful they have no idea what they're doing mm-hmm. basically it's a fear-driven thing it's like well you know why am i not being successful basically is like how come they are doing better when I feel like I know more than them or I have more credential than them. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is real talk. I'm not trying to be cocky or anything like these are phases that I've gone through to get to where I am today. And it, det- it deters your course of action. Whereas if I can just be confident in what I'm doing and focus on people that's right in front of me mm-hmm. instead of what other people are doing in their own facilities, that's that's a separate world I really don't need to worry about.
1: Right. And we've mentioned this yeah. in other episodes, too. Yeah. People are showing you their highlight reel. Yeah. They're not showing you their, their bad day. Well, some people are showing you their bad mm. days, but <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> that's a whole different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah. So you have to remember you're only seeing the the high end of what what they're doing and mm-hmm. and there should be no comparison. When you think back to before phones, if you can even remember a time mm. there of, you know, so much less pressure.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: My parents also couldn't track me or have any way of finding out where I was, but again, another part. You are always a
0: good kid, right? I, of course. Yeah, always listened. Uh-huh. Never did anything bad. Ooh. Always yeah. followed rules. Absolutely. All your friends did bad things, but you were the innocent one. No,
1: my my friends were all good also.
0: Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> you only hang out with the good crowd.
1: Just in case my kids are listening, yes. Just in <laughs>
0: No, your kids don't listen. We know. That. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we don't real. have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's true. Like we had to kind of figure things out. We had to be creative in how You know what's um what's sad is like when we talk about our youth and you know, we tried I tried to talk them through this. It's like this this problem of constant comparison is so
1: harmful. It is.
0: Right. And we don't even know that we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you might be mindfully, mindlessly scrolling through social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And you might not think to yourself how it's affecting your brain and your thoughts. But, you know, it's like, oh, so and so looks so pretty. And then the back end of that thought is. Why am I not as pretty as her? Right. And that might not come like right to your th- your your head right away. But some to some people it does. Mm-hmm. But over and over again, that thought manifests itself to why am I so ugly?
2: Yes, You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's
0: like it, it, it's a continuous cycle of these small negative thoughts that leads up to this massive problem or massive negative view of yourself that turns into that. That just I don't know. That mm-hmm. just turns turns bad, ter- turns sour.
1: I think with kids, too, they'll look at comments. Mm-hmm. So, oh, this person said this about that person, but when I posted something similar, they didn't say anything, mm-hmm. or they said this, or, you know, and so then it becomes that. Even if it's just, you know, who knows? You might mm-hmm. get tired of saying the same thing, or one day or have more time than the other. And Snapchat has these boy, this is becoming about phones not about what we've learned in the pandemic <laughs> but um, Snapchat has the streaks so they yeah. feel like they have to keep up with the streaks so they I have know. to be in the there all the pressure. time yeah
0: um, you know whether so you know kind of time back to the original topic of this podcast which was you know how are we trying to ensure that we're not being overwhelmed and, mm-hmm. and you know like I always say we're not perfect at this we're not experts by any means. It's just something that I've noticed about myself is when I'm in the driver's seat of the, the 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 path that I'm driving, right? Well, really, for me, it's God's in the driver's seat. I'm just in the passenger seat, just going along for the ride and following his lead is how I view it. But as you know, I also can see it as if somebody's in the driver's seat themselves. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to make sure that you're not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Part of it is knowing who you are. Right. Part of it is understanding what makes you happy and and being able to say no to things that's not going to make you happy. Right. Uh, And that takes a lot of practice because then you have to get past a level of like, oh, I don't want to upset anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to disappoint them. Um, But a lot of times we overthink that, too. You know, it's just like, you. yeah, you may over disappoint them in a moment, but it's not going to be like you just shook their life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if somebody comes to you and say, hey, can I have a, you know, can I train with you today? And you're like, sorry, I have a busy schedule. You might disappoint them in the moment because they might be really looking forward to it. But at the same time, it might be a fleeing thought. Right. You know what I mean? It might be like, oh, I'm disappointed. But I, you know what? I'm actually going to have some time to do something else that I've been wanting to do. Or I've been planning to do so. It's it's a plus like I I would hope that, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have that capability of thinking that way. Um, But we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like, quote unquote, cater to other people's need. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think serving others and catering to people's need are two separate things. Yes. And usually serving others makes us or makes our soul happy. Catering to others makes us unhappy. Is that do you think that's that's right? Yes. I mean, these things that I'm saying right now, it's not like something I read in an article or anything. It's just like something that I think about sometimes. Um, It's the difference in acting. Like, it might not look totally different when you see it, right? Um, See in action, I mean. Mm -hmm. But serving others is like you're willing, you want to do something for other people because it aligns with your soul. It aligns with your mission. It aligns with your calling. Um catering to somebody is like uh you know like, right i really don't want to but i guess i will
1: right and some people will just keep taking as much as they can take i learned a long time ago not soon enough but a long time ago i learned it's okay to set boundaries yeah it's okay to to say no or, or set a boundary i want to do this for you mm-hmm. but not this 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 and this mm. And that's okay.
0: Mm. And so one of the things and one of the things that I've learned about how to overcome the feeling of overwhelmed or making sure that you don't become overwhelmed is that setting boundaries, Mm -hmm. knowing what to say yes to and knowing what to say no to, Um, you know, as I get older, to me, like social gatherings are more taxing yes. than fun mm-hmm. do you know I, what I mean yes I absolutely agree I think I a lot of can uh, you relate to that like when you're in college like that's what you want to do like party right I'm sure, I'm sure you didn't do that because you're a really really good girl right? I am
1: really good and my friends didn't do that either so no
0: so you guys just yeah. uh, did homework on Friday and Saturday nights mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. me too <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing there isn't a sarcasm detector here <laughs>
0: um but anyhow uh like you know to be honest with you actually even in college i didn't really enjoy it too much like that was never my thing and i just intuitively knew that that wasn't my thing (laughs) Uh, i've always just enjoyed you know in-depth conversation with other people whether it's about faith or it's about anything else um i've always been talking about ideas or differences in ideas and that's that what kind of fills my soul When I was there, like, for a social gathering to just, like, I don't know, looking for a hookup or, like, purposeless meetings, like, going to a bar. Your bar is not the place to talk about your ideas, right? (laughs) Like, that was never my scene, and I never really enjoyed it. So... You know, sometimes those kind of things take up your weekends mm-hmm. and weekends to me, I look at. And so that's another thing is I try to take as little work as possible on the weekends and some weekends we have to work. Right. Um, but I set boundaries and say like weekends are my family time uh, because I've also noticed the lack of family time that I've spent in the past because I was so ingrained in work mm-hmm. because my work is so close to my heart. Sometimes I lose sight of what's really important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and everything that I do through work, I have the luxury of being able to say, you know what, like I can, what I'm doing can potentially help in the future for my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I can always make that connection, but at the same time, I also realized I wasn't doing what was most important, which is to spend time with them. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to break my habit with my phone. And I know like we talked about change before, change happens slowly right Mm -hmm. so going cold turkey from the phone is unreasonable to me i'd rather start with small steps that's going to lead up to a bigger change so for me it was okay let's remove my phone from the bedroom see how that's going to affect and it's working Mm -hmm. um and so that's what i want to kind of like i see where i want to go and this is the path that i'm taking Uh, Just being able to observe and figure out what changes I need to make is a big thing that I've learned in this past, past pandemic. You know, I have these sticky notes in front of me. I don't know if you can see, but these are like I wrote five rules and two goals. And it's a constant reminder to me. And one of the things rule number four for me is be proactive. Don't be reactive in the way I run my business in my personal life. I feel like I used to be very reactive but now I want, I'm really trying to be more proactive than anything else. So then I feel more prepared. I feel more, you know, a little bit more professional. And also I feel like, you know, I'm answering God's calling Mm -hmm. to be present in each moment. Um, And so those are things that I'm kind of trying to do to make sure I'm all well. And then the other thing is like, knowing your surroundings right like knowing who your who your close close circle are mm-hmm. you know and connecting with those close circle of people consistently is so important you know cuz we feed each other we fe- refuel refuel and refeed each other so we can continue to go and for us it's our team it's our family our circle is small, it doesn't need to be big. Mm-hmm. But if we're not filled, then we can't pass on the fuel to our clients, to our dancers, and that's the way I see it. What do you think, dudes?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Quarantine showed us all of that. It showed us who really is important, what's important, what we can do without, um, what's important to us. You know, we all had those things that we really looked forward to when, you know, as everything starts to open back up. But even, you know, the pressure of vacations, things like that. My family has decided we're not probably not going to do anything too big this summer. If we do anything, it'll be, you know, day trips, maybe just a an overnight, something like that. Um that was something that we didn't necessarily miss and didn't feel like we have to do all the time where I think before we always felt that pressure. Like we have to, you know, you have to go on a vacation every year, at least one. Mm -hmm. And you have to, has to be big. And, and, uh, this year we're just going to keep enjoying this quiet calmness.
0: Yeah. Um, so to conclude this podcast, I want to finish it with three questions. Okay. Three questions. I want all the listeners to think about, in hopes of making sure that you're not overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, and that you can prevent yourself from overwhelming, and this is just from my life's experience, just you know, thinking that maybe th- these questions will help. So if it doesn't help, I apologize in advance. <laughs> but my hope is that being able to answer these questions and re- it will help you kind of, you know, move the needle forward. I like using that terminology. You do, yeah, yeah that's, that's it's good. That's one thing that I've always aimed towards. It's not like, it's not a jump. It's slow walk mm-hmm. i think that's what life is about is slow walk and, and in times in life at cer- certain different points in life i think you need to jump but for the most part we go at a steady pace and we just continue to find ways to improve forward mm-hmm. it becomes a problem when you we are just standing still you know being comfortable with where we are i never want to be comfortable but i'm always like on edge of my seat just like making sure everything is good um the only time i think i'm standing still is like when you're on vacation right (laughs) like that's that's when you want to relax and just pause for a little while right but anyhow here's my three questions and it's a who what how question question number one talking about close circle who is one person who feeds your soul uh aside from your family because your family members is really easy to find you know figure that answer like your spouse should feed your soul that's like i think one of you know it should be one of the requirements of marriage is like your partner feeds your soul and that's why you guys are together but outside of your family circle who is one person who feeds your soul and i want to make a contact with that person and make sure that you have a constant you know setup where you can consistently communicate and get get in touch to make sure you guys are feeding each other Question number two, what is one small thing that you can incorporate into your life uh, to ensure that that you're being you're taking care of yourself, whether it be removing your phone from the bedroom like I did, whether it be committing to making sure that you go to the gym twice a week. Right. These needs to be non-negotiable actions that you can make sure that you do every single day or every single week. Uh, So that way it's a small step. It's not a giant, giant step. So if you're a person who hasn't worked out in three years, go committing to going to the gym (laughs) twice a week is a giant step. So that's not a small thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're a person that do already go to the gym, um, but you've noticed the pattern that as the life gets busier, you start to put that on the back burner. That's something that you can commit to and ensure that that's a small thing that you can incorporate into your life. Mm -hmm. And number three is how can you ensure that you're not overwhelmed you know this is a longer question and that depends on the person right like it's not a a general statement but i want you to think and ponder on how can i make sure that i'm not gonna be overwhelmed and what are systems in place in your life that you can set to make sure that if you are overwhelmed somebody or something can tell you that you are Mm -hmm. and and some of the answer of that lies to and you know is it is is found in the first two questions. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, just that. It, well, it's important to recognize w- before you get overwhelmed. What are you starting to feel as you're getting there? You know, we all mm-hmm. have these little signs that that we're getting close to feeling overwhelmed. Maybe we're not saying no. Maybe we're not setting boundaries. Um, you know, are there are there certain people, certain circumstances, certain events? What can you do in your schedule? What can you eliminate? Um, How can you be more prepared so that you don't get to that point of being overwhelmed? And then you have to deal with the overwhelmed feeling and how you're going to manage everything in between. Mm
0: -hmm. So, you know, as listeners, uh, thank you for listening as always. I hope that you take the time to just kind of assess where you are today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't want you to be overwhelmed. Nobody, uh, you know, nobody operates well when they're overwhelmed. You know as much as you think the more i can do in a day a better that's not necessarily true because there's usually a lot of loopholes when you try to do so much
1: right don't put that pressure on yourself
0: you know i think in terms of like one of the things that um i think in terms of is like you know japanese sushi chefs perfect their craft they do one thing really well which is to make sushi they know how to pick the freshest fish. And yes, it goes back to food analogy. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you're thinking. Always comes back to uh-huh, food. Always. Right? But sushi chefs knows all the components. And, and sushi is really simple in Japan. It's a piece of fish on top of rice. But there's a lot that goes into perfecting that. And that's the thing that they do well. Because that's what they focus on. Now. In American lifestyle, it's impossible to just focus on one thing. I think you should have a lot going on, and I think neither is right or wrong. I think they're both. There's places in that, and you know, in in our lives, that's um, that would benefit from either way of thinking. Um, but what I want you to think in terms of is whatever you do, make sure you put your whole heart into it, and that you're being able to be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm sitting in front of the computer 10 hour a day is probably not the most productive thing and even though I- even if your job requires you to do that, find ways where you can incorporate some movements you know maybe have a uh, a walking meeting or in our case it's like we move a lot but we have trainer sessions where we motivate each other mm-hmm. So just you know finding that balance of what what you need for yourself to be the best version of yourself is so important. So I encourage you to, Seek that out. Well, this is a pretty pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. I must admit, this was put together last minute, but I think we <laughs> did a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, as always, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone.